Stay tuned. East Side Radio, 89.7 FM. Welcome back. Happy Monday, everybody. You're here with Arabella Alamy and Alex Healy listening to Breaking Waves here on 89.7 Eastside FM. We're going to be with you for the next three weeks for some interesting topics. Lucky you guys. Topics for today. I like this one the best. It's key relationships that have had an impact on you. Thinking about that makes me really reflect on my life because it's like it could be a stranger it could, could be, be a anyone. teacher it could Someone be a on pe- the bus exactly and it's like you just stop for a second you're like oh my god like I see the world completely differently like you have those moments yeah those like cross-ins with people that you wouldn't yeah. expect they say a random comment so you'll get to hear all about our top people that have made impacts on us mm-hmm. we're also going to be interviewing some people in some episodes to come so stay tuned mm-hmm. let's get started with a song shall we yes it is Break from Toronto by Party Next Door. I feel like in the nighttime. Watch what she do when the light shine. Drunk is trying to talk in a strip club. Shout his silhouette, look like a dollar sign. Cut, cut up. That's just how I'm up. Blown ones for your loony. Straight bells for your tuning. Bigger than the bounce. Roll up in the still smell like a ounce. Right quick, right quick. Tight jeans on so she feel my shit. Tell me something good, baby. Tell me something, tell me something good, shout it. Come and bring it to the hood, baby. Bring it, bring it back to the hood, shout it. This was saga, feel like in the nighttime. Bust it up and show it when the light shine. Step when you see it. I know you wanna pray, and I know you wanna pray from Toronto. You're listening to Breaking Waves with Alex and Arabella. We're about to talk about people that have been influential in our lives. And after that, just a heads up, we're going to be talking about another influential person that has a Netflix series about her. Anna Delvey. Well, hmm, that's her fake name. It's Anna Sorokin. Inventing Anna is trending top 10 on Netflix right now. I'm so obsessed. I just finished it two days ago. So we're going to deep dive that. But let's start about talking... Alex, who's someone that's been influential to you throughout your life? Um, the When you asked me this, the first thing that came to mind would be, I'm not going to say her full name, but Caitlin. She was a, I fenced and she was like a very influential person I, when I was an athlete. She was a fencer too, but also kind of a coach. And I remember when I was having a lesson with my coach, Antonio, Antonio. I, Antonio, <laughs> yeah, he was the um he trained the Italian Olympic. Okay, sounds a lot like Zorro. Oh my god, no, he's like incredible. <laughs> so I was having a lesson with him and I had 
a panic attack. And I thought it was an mm. asthma attack. So I stopped. And so I thought, like, asthma. I took my puffer. Caitlin, like, calmed me down. She, like, was she after. Can I just ask, was she same age as you, older? Oh, she's older. She has, like, a master's in psychology. Mm. Yeah. So after I calmed down, it took me, like, 10 minutes. She said, that was a panic attack. And I was like, what? No, it wasn't. Like, I don't get those. And I, she was like, yeah, it was. And I was like, wait, are you telling me? All this time... I have been having panic wow. attacks and not asthma attacks. And it was like an absolute that revelation. That would have been a breakthrough. Oh my, yeah. It was because I was like, wow. Now I know I've had them like a few times. I haven't had them for like a couple of years. But at that point, I'd had them quite a few times. So I could like stop, like prevent it before I feel that. Like I'd feel the chest yeah. and I'd feel like actually for people who don't know about panic attacks, I'm going to get the symptoms for you so that if you're in the same position as me, you can actually see. Yeah, there's you- strategies and things to get through it. And as we've yeah. spoken before on our shows, there's so much like misdiagnosis that goes around. Mm. So if you know what it is you're experiencing, there are ways to get through it. Okay, so I have the Mayo Clinic up and it says sweating, rapid, like pounding heart rate and you would yeah. feel it. It feels like your heart is beating out of your chest. Like you, if you put your hand over your heart you could actually feel it like hot flushes you will feel sick chills like shortness of breath like nauseous yeah like stress like it feel like a panic attack so i feel like an asthma attack especially if you you have asthma it's so easy so easy to confuse the two yeah because the symptoms would be quite similar mm, and if you're in like a situation then dizziness do not mistake dizziness um fainting all of that for just you've been maybe on a run or you've been exercising because often if you don't drink all day you can mm. feel faint you especially people with low iron levels like just be careful it is so easy to mix things up and then you can worry more if you're thinking it's asthma or some other exactly have you had one before thing? oh yeah i'm constantly in a panic attack everyone <laughs> <laughs> it's so normal these days it's like oh, i just had a panic attack in the bathroom <laughs> Yeah, when I was little, like my mom used to like throw paper bags on me and tell me to blow into them. Okay, what? And then is when I was that? being a bit evil, I'd get a plastic bag. I'm like, oh. but- <laughs> okay, I never got it in movies. They know. always have this this brown paper bag. Why? Well, I guess because what brings you back down to reality is breathing. Out That's of anything, true. it always comes down to breathing. But for some reason, when I saw the panic the paper bag, it would be, make me panic more. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very fair. So, like, circle back. Your panic attacks were brought to light by Caitlin. Mm. And for people listening for the first time, Alex used to be or has been a pro fencer. Yeah. So this other mentor kind of fencer, Caitlin, Mm. brought to your attention that you didn't have asthma. You were actually having panic attacks maybe from the stress or the pressure of your fencing. Yeah, so I have have asthma, but it wasn't an asthma attack. So Caitlin was on the Australian team with me, but she was slowly going into retirement as in like her athletic career because of injury but um her sitting me down and calming me taught me how I can calm myself when I'm in that situation again so did you know like 
what a panic attack was. No, at that point. I look. I always heard through high school, like, oh, I just had a break. I'm having a breakdown. I'm like, oh, I'm having a panic attack. And I, I realized that like you never see when people are having a panic attack because mm-hmm. it's in hiding. I always used to just hear about it. Oh, I just had a panic attack last night and stuff. So it was made to be some little thing that didn't matter. But when it was actually mm. happening, I was like, oh my gosh, I've had that before. Now I can tell when I'm having it in future. And it also brought to light that I probably need to talk to someone about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that was really interesting for me. But now you guys know Thanks. the symptoms of a panic attack and how you can tell in future if you are having one or not. So I hope that that's helped. That's so insightful that, like, another fellow fencer, what, five years ago? Yeah, five years ago. She was probably 10 years years old to me. Opened your eyes up to having what an anxiety attack was. And then Mm. now, even now in life, you can, like, apply that Mm. in situations now. And it seems to be a running theme in elite athletes. Oh, yeah. That performance and anxiety gets to people like Naomi Osaka, the Japanese tennis player. Mm. And there have been other athletes like gymnasts that have come out and been like, it's just too much. And it also, no matter how good they are, it still affects them. Mm. Definitely. I mean, she's 23, Osaka. And Mm. I remember um, after the... I think when she she came out, I think it was a press conference in US Open 2018. Or was it the year after? Anyway, she she posted an Instagram about it, and it said, "The truth is, I suffered long bouts of depression since the US Open in 2018, and I have had a really hard time coping with that." And it brought her um, a couple years later to completely cut ties, literally, mm. and like she wasn't going to do post game interviews. Like you yeah. know, when you go, she wasn't going to do any of that. Um, and she just needed to put herself first, which is amazing. She got so much, like, for that. She yeah, got into yeah. so. Pe- I just and it annoys me because people just don't understand. And how incredible that, even though this happened, Naomi Osaka once again topped the list of highest paid paid female athletes. She brought in. $57.3 million last year, wow. according to Forbes. And the strength it would take to say, no, I'm taking a break. Yeah. And it does seem like there is such a shame associated with taking a step back from being an athlete or different professions too once the anxiety gets to you. And there mm. still seems to be that shame there when so many people experience it. And seeing elite athletes like Naomi Osaka take a step back and call it, there's so many there's yeah. so much negative stigma around mental health and thankfully like 2022 that's really changing especially last year and I remember the beginning of COVID when people mm. were inside they were in lockdown there was a lot of talk about how it's affecting your mental health and workplaces really took on new like funding new like they yeah, offered more pace yeah, no, yeah more sick days days off I love that we spent a good amount of time talking about that because it's so important for people to know and to spread awareness about panic attacks. Yeah. I want to know about you and what your experience was, like good impression from someone in your life. Impactful. Where to start? From someone on the bus to a leaf on the road. No, um, (laughs) A teacher. Okay, I have one. An early memory of a teacher in kindergarten, Mm. Miss Hazel. Yeah, she was sweet. I always remember she liked me and made me feel confident. Oh my gosh, how? Um, I remember we had like a special connection because she would always say to me, I was quite like hyperactive sometimes and when I was in a certain mood, she would say to me like, what's Fred telling you to do? Like, tell Fred to pipe down right now. What does she mean? Well, I think she was like, 
in my certain moods, kind of compartmentalizing my like hyperactive side and being like, is that Fred telling you to do that? Oh my gosh. So it's like your thoughts. She gave him a name or like my behavior. And the funny thing is like years later, I remember watching Drop Dead Fred, which is a film from the nineties about like a grown woman that Mm. has an imaginary friend called Fred. So later watching that film, I made a connection to the name she gave my like other hyper persona or when I would go into another world and be like, oh, that's Fred. That is amazing. She used the same name. So I thought, so whether she did this on purpose or not, I've lived my life now making that same connection if I'm in a certain mood being like, that's Fred. That's amazing. And it's like, that's not me. Stop acting like that or like calm down or even negative thoughts. You can be like, that's not me. It's Fred. That is so good that she like ingrains that into your brain early. Because how does it affect you now and well into the future? How do you think it will affect you? Well, now even when I have my like certain moods to me, that's Fred or that's me with Fred. Does that? And the movie oh came out the same year I was in kindergarten. So I oh my gosh. like to think she was quite a genius in making that. But yeah, and I think, you know, we can have different moods. We can have different behaviours. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like compartmentalising them exactly. and putting names to them can be helpful. And now you can tell the difference between your hyperactive self and be like, no, that's not me. That's... But- Fred. Exactly, that's Fred. I'm going to go back to being myself, being my calm, blah, blah, blah. And it has a cult movie popular reference. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So let's go to our next song, Everything Goes My Way by Metronomy.
That was a good song. Thank you, Arabella. That was a good recommendation. Thank you. So now let's discuss. Let's do a review of Inventing Anna. We're going to unpack. Oh, yes, we are. Inventing Anna is a drama series on Netflix, which aired the 11th of Feb this year. And it is based on a true story. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of every episode, it says everything... It, everything here is true besides for the things that are not or something. It's yeah. So, funny. Alex, tell everyone who it's based on okay. in the real life. Anna Sorokin. She is Russian in real life, but she comes to America as Anna Delvey. And just know she says it's her mum's maiden name. It is not. It is not. That's not a spoiler. I don't think Bob head that is not a spoiler. So, Anna Delvey, 28-year-old German heiress with a trust fund of $67 million. So this is the story she's telling people in New York on a night out. Correct. She's actually Russian and she came to America with nothing and she somehow created this branch. Like she created herself and Mm. she, like the show was by a a journalist investigated um, the case because she was um, going through a trial at the time and it was incredible that she just stumbled across this and then doing a story on Anna Delvey made her one of the biggest hits at the time. She mm. was trending everywhere as in the journalist and Anna Delvey. So the journalist's name is Vivian Kent and she is played by Anna Chomsky who is in Veep and I think My Girl when she was a little one. Mm. And Anna Delvey is played by Julia Garner. I haven't seen her in a show before. Oh, I've been watching her in Ozarks with How Jason Bateman. Brilliant. Really? Yeah. She's so, going to be everywhere. Yeah, I was questioning, just have a sidetrack, I was questioning the accent because it is like this oh, Russian-German. so cringy. But when I see her acting in Ozarks, she's a brilliant actress, so I'm believing her accent. And then seeing footage of Anna in real life speak, the accent is yeah strange she like you have to think about it she's russian and she's come to america trying to treat people that she's german so she can't have her russian accent it's like one part of the show this mm. guy speaks russian to her and she's like uh, uh, uh. and he was like oh i'm sorry i thought i heard rusky in your voice like russian yeah. accent and it was like it all it all came out but the accent is so cringy but she nails it because i heard her in a podcast um on call her daddy that's Alex the Cooper. The real yeah, so okay. Yeah, so she, um, Alex Cooper is the host of the Call Her Daddy podcast. Who's Alex's hero. Exactly. She's my icon. Um, and she interviewed Anna Sorokin. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, she has this real knockoff American kind of Irish accent. It's really weird. Yeah. Like, she comes across quite unlikable in the show and in real life. Oh, very. Like, she'll make these really rude comments or say these really rude answers and then she'll be like, ah, ha, 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 and just laugh it off. And then Alex Cooper's there like, ah, ha, ha, ha. yeah, okay, can't believe she said that. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't seem to have any empathy for what she's done and she did go to jail. But let's give a recap on what the story is. Mm, exactly. So, as we said, 28 years old, she's a fake German heiress with a big trust fund we everyone knows she has a massive trust fund and she lives off her dad but her background is unknown because sometimes she was a german heiress sometimes she was 
literally just had an extremely rich father sometime yeah it's so the story changed somewhat yeah when the journalist interviewed a bunch of people that knew her everyone had a different recount of who she was she was an incredible con artist like she was so good at being a con artist that she shaped herself what she wore how she acted to get the attention of the people that she wanted like she was cold for some people she was all friendly for others like she just knew how to and get she conned quite influential people like oh finance men oh yeah like um according to garfield delvey was referred to fortress investment group by andrew lance a lawyer at the new york city firm gibson dunn and Andrew Lance actually got a promotion and an increased salary of $2 million a year Even after, after the Anna Delvey. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, you get conned by Anna Delvey. He's, um, he's on, like, $2,000 an hour or something. It's $2,000 an hour or $2,000 a session. Either way, that's a lot of money, and she never paid him for it. So somehow she scammed a bunch of money out of him and he got a promotion from it. He lost so much respect. So maybe they're trying to save place of that firm. But she did do some jail time. I think the question for me lies in how did a 28-year-old con all these like American wealthy Mm. business people? How did she become one of the elite she the answer is she's a con artist and she's not just any con artist. She is incredible. So she must be quite intelligent? I, I, I would... Definitely, definitely think so. But at the same time, she does really make do some questionable things. It's like what's been your experience? Yeah, watching the series. I thought some some point, how could you like? That's just so smart the way you're thinking. At some points, Mm. other times I think you're actually like a horrible person. She is not a good person, but sometimes the way she thinks and what she does, I could never ever have thought of of what to say or what to do or how to act and she tricked fortress like to mm, be legitimate. to join yeah fortress yeah. is like only for the you know she asked them for a 40 million dollar loan they considered her they she almost got the loan she almost got the 40 million dollar loan you can only do that if you know someone so you have to be like a kardashian you have to be an a-list celebrity no one you and i even if we were rich we couldn't just go up to fortress and be like hi can i have a loan they don't know you you have to be like famous but i think that was some of her defense later saying that Mm. this is how the society runs it doesn't matter it's all based on lies anyway it's all based on who you know like she when she tried to get the loan when she tried to get any money everyone was like no they literally asked do I know you? Who do you know that I know? And then she went to this event. And then all of a sudden she met all these people and she got loans. She got offered all these things from people. It's like, it's sad that in this world today, it's not about always about how hard you work or it's about the connections and who you know. Mm. I mean, like it's good, but at the same time. And that's time, really it's... a comment on society Oh, definitely. At large. definitely. And I wonder if people look at her and see her as a hero in that way. I wonder. Do you think you could be friends with her? If Never. You met her oh out, my gosh. Would you believe she, her lie? Oh, she is so, so, so cold and extreme lies. Like when Alex, um, Alex Cooper actually contacted her parents for the sake of the interview, and I don't want to spoil anything, but she, there were 15 minute intervals. Like that's how long you get in the prison that she was in to do a video call. So in between those 15 minutes when they had a little break, she was telling um, the camera that, okay, I'm about to ask this question. I've actually contacted Anna's parents, so I know the answer to it. Mm. So we're going to see what she says. And the answer to her question 
complete lie. Like her parents, I don't want to, oh, I really want to spoil okay. it, but I'm not going to. Just go into the Call Her Daddy podcast on Spotify. It is insane. And then she cuts the interview short and says, sorry, I have to go. And it's So it's, even it's in a, real life, oh, she crazy. had that full disconnect. Oh, yeah, she's still lying in prison. Like she's still keeping this front. And so cut back to the series. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite interesting that with the journalist, she was still so cold to her. Oh, yeah. And you could see the journalist started to feel some sort of relationship, some sort of friendship with her, even though it was quite cold at times. Mm. Things that Anna said to her, she kind of reflected on. But then even till the end, Anna's... attached. Yeah. The journalist did get attached to Anna, Mm. but it just showed Anna had no attachment to the journalist. So The last interaction between her and Anna... And if you guys watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It was really messed up. The way she said something so cruel. It was just, the manipulation was crazy. But I want to know your favourite part of the show. Um, I thought the one of the last scenes of the discussion with the lawyer. And, in, in the prison cell? Yeah, and Anna. Mm. I just thought it kind of came together for me. I found, I was watching it being like, I don't know why I like it. I don't like her. But mm. at the end, they kind of really summarised the connection between the lawyer and her and what, how they both had stakes. And I thought the writing was good and the acting was good. But yeah, I found myself not liking it, but still mm. watching it and then seeing it in real life. It's quite strange that like the Netflix series is sensationalising and bringing her more attention. I know, because that was the whole point. The in the whole reason why Anna let this journalist follow her and write this story about her life was because fame. Well, like, she's okay now. Yeah, because she because the journalist kept coming back to prison and being like, "I really want to interview. I really want to create this. I really want to do this for you." And she kept saying no. And then she realized, "Hang on, the one thing Anna wants is fame." So she said, "If you agree." to do this interview and write this article then like I write the article and interview you yeah I will make you famous and she said yes and the surreal she didn't take thing the plea now deal. yeah the surreal thing now is in real life she's making a career of literally this. like if she, when she eventually comes out I mean she's not going to be the hype anymore she's not going to be trending but at the same time she will for a period it'll be like Anna Delvey oh no Anna Sorokin her real name is released from jail and she'll quickly like low-key be trending again because she's going to be released when she's uh, in her 40s so she's currently oh yeah no she's yeah she's currently like 20 like she's 30 I just remember in the show they said that she's going to be released when she's 40 yeah it's a fascinating connection between real life and the series and mm-hmm. how it will play on and the idea yeah and the idea of a female con woman too really got me like there's a lot of things like you know catch me if you can a lot of males doing this but you don't really see in media and in like film like a female Mm. young um person conning people like that so Mm. half of me was like that is crazy and half of me was like good on her I don't know (laughs) that was inventing Anna go watch it on Netflix it aired this year it is amazing it's based from the years 2013 to 2017 so incredible it's an incredible show it has nine episodes each of them is about an hour long the journalist has received so much publicity from this vivian kent she had the last laugh didn't she just mm, she outsmarted anna anna thought she was using vivian to get famous but look who's out in the real world yeah we can sit here (laughs) and question how she got famous but vivian orchestrated it all so good on her Mm. well thank you for tuning in to Eastside FM. You're listening to Alex Healy and Arabella Alamy. And be sure to listen to us next Monday for another exciting show. And we'll just go on to our last song, which is Woman by Little Sims.
Georgia women got the melanin dripping. Nella Wendy, and city girl living in the back, looking like fire chili pepper. You're a bad girl, tougher than imperial leather. He was getting bitter while she was getting better. Diamonds are forever. Sierra Leone looking like a gem Works hard in the weed party on the weekend Know you wanna live with no one watching how you spend Got a thing for the finer things and the finer men <laughs> Miss Tanzania, she a do or die Says she wanna know more about the Sukuma tribe We hit the zoo, once wasn't enough Got an ocean full of knowledge, you could scuba dive Miss Ethiopia can play so jazzy They sit you down to school, you want Selassie Tell them you're nothing without a woman, no Woman to woman, I just wanna see you glow. Tell them what's up. For your country, son, kissing your brown skin, looking like money. Says she focusing on being an accountant. When you have beauty and brains, they find it astounding. Why she been getting it on her own, nigga? Self-made, ain't nobody doing gold, nigga. Now, Miss India always speaks with her chest. Got respect from her people because she leads them the best. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.